Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm really glad you have joined us. Advice is everywhere right now in American society and culture. It's on the radio, it's on television, in magazines and newspapers, and of course, we find it in our daily interactions with people we know and meet and trust. But who is that advice for? When it comes to what we get from media, more often than not, it's not geared toward people of color. A new podcast from KQED is looking to change that. Truth Be Told debuts today. It is hosted by a hometown Detroiter, and the first episode is set right here. Here's a piece of the trailer from KQED's Truth Be Told. Let's talk for a minute. I am obsessed with getting and giving advice. I can't get enough. Dear Abby. Dear Miss Manners. Dear, dear Miss Manners. I need your I help. I need your help. But sometimes, well, let's be real, a lot of the time, the most popular advice shows and columns leave people like me, people like us, black, brown, indigenous, and Asian folks, out of the conversation. Is it okay to feel huge, phenomenal, amazing joy when it seems like the rest of the world is burning? I'm Tanya Mosley. Welcome to Truth Be Told, the advice show you've always wanted. We need to love women of color more and kind of be more generous. You are my... Yes, we're giving each other (laughs) high fives in here over that. If the other shows are telling you how to blend in and behave, we explore how you can be you in a world that doesn't always want you to just fully be. Okay, that was a trailer for Truth Be Told, a new podcast about advice from KQED. And joining us now to talk about that program is Tanya Mosley. She is the host of KQED's new podcast, Truth Be Told. Tanya, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi, Stephen. Thanks for having me. Yes, it's great to hear your voice. Uh, So let's talk about how you came up with the idea for this podcast. Well, you know, I have always loved advice. I'm kind of one of those geeks as a kid. (laughs) I would read the Detroit Free Press, and I'd always go to the advice columns, and I love magazines. And so I'm always seeking advice because it's entertaining, for one. But, you know, as over the last few years, I would say after the presidential election in 2016, um, I found that my friends and I were having lots of talks via Twitter, in DMs, or messaging each other on these group chats, and we were always seeking advice from each other. Just how to navigate interactions with people, and also just to talk about some of the things that we were dealing with in our lives. And so when I had this opportunity to produce a show, I really wanted to think back to some of the ways that Nope, I think we lost Tanya there. We're going to we're going to try to get her back on the line. Meanwhile, uh, give us a call and tell us what you think about modern advice. What advice do you hear that you feel maybe excludes you in some way? Are you someone who likes advice columns in newspapers and on the Internet, but somehow find that there's a disconnect between what the advice giver is saying or where they're coming from and the space that you kind of occupy. Uh, as always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. Uh, also, give us a call and tell us who your favorite advice givers are. Is there someone whose work you cannot miss in the newspaper or online? Is there someone in your life 
who you absolutely rely on for advice and could not do without. <clears throat> and talk about how, sort of the cultural influences about how you choose the people you listen to. How did you sort of learn to trust this person or that person over others? Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones, as always. <clears throat> you can also go to the WDET Facebook page or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll work you into the conversation. And we have Tanya Mosley back with us. Uh, we lost you on the line there. but uh, I know. That's the <laughs> power of live radio, right? You <laughs> exactly. never know what's going to happen. That's right. Got to be prepared. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you were, you were talking about the ways in which uh, the 2016 election found you, I guess, interacting with people in a different way and maybe finding people looking for different kinds of advice. That's right. Different kinds of advice and also different kinds of conversations. I think that our conversation around race and identity changed after that, meaning that the discussions that we might have been having with each other, we were having more vocally through social media and just more publicly. And I think that we also, in addition to wanting advice, want some sort of comfort in other people's experiences. And that's part of what advice is about. Hmm. Uh, So talk about the ways that people of color in particular get excluded from the advice shows and columns that we're really familiar with. Well, there was this incident that happened of actually just last fall, and it was a Dear Abby column, and it received lots of pushback. But uh, there was a South Asian man who contacted Dear Abby and said, hey, I'm having a child. Um, my wife and I are thinking about Indian names, and I'm just wondering if I should name my child an Indian name, which may be complicated for um, folks to say who aren't familiar with um, our dialect, or should I name him a more traditional name. And dear Abby wrote back and said, please don't saddle your child with an ethnic name. You should give him a traditional name. Mm. And so I followed that discussion quite closely because it just blew up on Twitter. People were talking about how this was the wrong advice. And really, it just takes us back to this idea of assimilation instead of celebrating culture and how important names were in that specific culture. And so that really brought to mind to me how Sometimes advice is something that like really pushes us towards the status quo instead of celebrating who we are and really deepening conversations with each other about how to navigate the world. Hmm. Um, uh, that that uh, I remember that controversy yeah. <laughs> around that Dear Abby column. Is this something that you think has always been present in the advice sphere and, and is now just kind of surfacing, or is there something different that's going on about the way we relate to each other and talk to each other that makes this more uh, noticeable or important right now? This is a really good question. So one thing that I discovered during this journey of producing this show is that advice is really an American phenomenon. We've been obsessed with advice for hundreds of years, and it's taken different forms over um, the decades. One thing that has always been true is that for people of color, black, brown, indigenous, and Asian folks, we, we seek advice from each other intergenerationally. So, you know, you might call up your grandma or your cousins or your mom and your friends, and you seek advice in that way. I think what is different today is that we are able to have more open discussions on mainstream platforms about the issues that we're dealing with. And so that 
spans beyond advice. It just spans to like having really candid conversations about where we sit in this country. And so to answer your question about like this moment in history, I think it's very important that we have these kinds of discussions on shows like yours and shows like mine, where we're really tapping into the complexities of what it means to be people of color in the United States. Hmm. Uh, Again, my guest is Tanya Mosley, host of KQED's new podcast, Truth Be Told. Uh, It is an advice show uh, that is geared toward the idea that people of color may need different spaces and different kinds of advice than uh, mainstream. Uh, Maybe we are locked out of some of the mainstream advice givers and their shows and their columns. Uh, If you want to join the conversation, again, give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. What advice do you hear that you feel excludes you in some way? Talk about where you get advice. Uh, Where do you turn? Is it someplace online? Is it in the newspaper or in a magazine? Or are you somebody who turns to people in your life, uh, people you trust and know for advice? Also tell us about how you frame that advice seeking. Is it uh, according to uh, cultural comfort? Is it according to uh, age? Is it according to uh, geography even? Uh, are you likely to seek advice from people who are having the same experiences that you are? Uh, again, as always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll try to work you into the conversation. Uh, so, Tanya, the first episode drops today, and it takes place right here in your hometown of Detroit. Talk about why you wanted to come here first? Well, um, I am always looking for an excuse to come home to Detroit, to be (laughs) honest. Um, But for the show, when we were thinking about, I want to also back up to tell you that um, my producer and I had the idea of an advice show, and we went to our community here in the Bay Area, um, San Francisco Bay Area, um, to communities of color and really asked, um, had listening sessions asking, when you seek advice, who do you seek it from, and what type of show would you listen to? We wanted to gain insights from them. And so one of the questions that I was kind of surprised that I received quite a few uh, was, how do I feel joy when the world is burning, and is it okay to feel joy in the midst of turmoil when there's so much devastation happening in the world? And the first place I thought of is my hometown, Detroit, Mm -hmm. because You know, being born and raised there, I feel like Detroit is such a joyful place. Um, And it wasn't until I moved away for for college and for work that I started to hear from other people their perceptions of Detroit. And, you know, they because of the media, they think that it's like, you know. They see it a little differently, right? (laughs) Yeah, they see it a lot differently. And, you know, I mean, some of the things that they know about are true, but what's missing is at the core, there is the – Detroiters are the most joyful people that I know. So to answer that question from several folks that we received the question from, I decided to go home and I decided to talk with my grandmother, a lifelong Detroiter who has seen a lot and lived a lot. And in spite it all, in spite of it all, she is still so joyful. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I wonder what you um, 
what what you think of the format here or how you're handling the format here. I mean, this is a show uh, Detroit Today where we have people call in and we talk to them and it's not so much advice as it is discussion, uh, conversation. But as a podcast, uh, talk about the, the challenges or maybe the opportunities of the format here to, to do this in a different way. Yeah, so I wanted to go deep and narrow into one question and take the question to folks we're calling wise ones who are experts, but to really turn the idea of experts on its head. Oftentimes when we think of experts, automatically what comes to mind are academics or folks who are um, at the top of their fields, you know, doctors, lawyers, that kind of thing. I wanted to talk to people who had lived experience because when we think about getting advice in our day-to-day lives, we go to people who we feel like can comfort us and give us advice, like, you know, based on their lives. So I wanted to turn that on its head, and that's why I speak to people like my grandmother and to other folks who have had life experience and particular issues that we're taking on. And I wanted to parse out as well those wise ones, those experts' experiences too, so not only do we talk to the folks who ask the question, but we then kind of unpack the wise ones' personal experiences that led them to giving the advice that they give. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Let's go to Madura in Wixom. Madura, what's on your mind? Hi, good morning. Hi. Uh, so I just wanted to make a comment. Uh, when you said do you ask for advice from your elders or, you know, from your mom or aunt or someone? Mm. So I just uh, will tell you, I'm a first-generation immigrant here from India. My mom is in India, but my aunt is here for the last 20 years. And I find myself talking to my aunt a little more than my mom, even though I really would like to talk more to my mom. <laughs> the reason being, when I ask something, my mom really cannot always relate to everything that I face here Mm. or, you know, the environment here. So even though I want, I really go by that practical practicality of, oh, my aunt might really know the answers better than my mom. So, you know, that happens too. Wow. Yeah, Madura, I really appreciate the call. Thank uh, you for that, Madura. And the comments. You know, that, that does get to... Uh, this this idea that context is so important when we're mm-hmm. talking about advice and, and context of all different kinds. I mean, you're focusing on cultural context, but geographic context is the thing that uh, I think Madura is is relying on to, to make decisions there. Um, this really is a more complicated space, I guess, than, than we, I think, typically think of in terms of advice and advice givers, uh, how we choose the people we rely on. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that Madura said that um, made me think of something else is that um, I think that this particular moment, you know, if you're of a certain age, it feels so all-encompassing. There's so much happening in the world and the complexities of our day-to-day lives. And it's really nice to get perspective from older folks, from folks who have lived a particular experience because they can kind of put it in context for you. Mm-hmm. Like maybe we've not dealt with these particular issues in society, but they've taken various forms over the decades. And so having 
an understanding of how they were able to get through it is also, for me, very reassuring. Mm. And so I'm glad Madura actually has her aunt here to give her that perspective. Right, right. Uh, again, Madura, thanks for the call and the comments. Let's go to Jim in Pontiac. Jim, welcome to Detroit today. Good morning. Hey. Um, I was I was wanted to mention that, I mean, I'm, I'm older now in my 60s, and whether it's in my work with uh, professionals I work with or even high school and college students I work with a lot, um, I take advice from them. Mm-hmm. I look at my generation, their generation, and it just seems to me they are so aware of things that my generation was just not even thinking about. And I, I just see that they have insights that my generation and my older than me just have lost. Wow. And, and G- Jim, we've become so divided. Jim, can you give me an example of what you're talking about? I'm really curious about that. I work on the environment. I do a lot of education. I have um, scholarships and, and internships that I fund, and I talk to these folks a lot. And even third and fourth graders, we do a lot with them. And they just, they just think well, and they, mm-hmm. and they are motivated and dedicated. And the one generation that absolutely understands that climate change is real is the 15 to 20, 35 generation, mm. in my mind. Mm. And, and so they are just they're living it. They've seen it change in their lifetimes, from, and they just have a better awareness of, of a lot of things. Civil rights, LGBTQ, those things weren't in my generation. Wow. And that's why I think my generation is so many of us are, are taking these anti-positions that, that are, are fly in the face of logic and fact. And, and so I, I, even younger generation of, of um, evangelicals believe that that LGBT people should have the rights of anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I just see that that's something is, that is changing this country in a way. And again, it's the diversity of this generation. It's the most diverse mm-hmm. in our history. Sure. So I, I think it's just, I, yeah. I look to them a lot and, yeah. and we talk a lot. Yeah. With, Jim, with that's folks. a, that is a fascinating, uh, fascinating dimension to inject into this conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tanya, it's almost like he's turning it on it on its head, right? Younger people are used to going to the older generation to try to get advice. Jim is saying, no, it can run the other way as well. Yeah, and what Jim is highlighting is something that's been true since the beginning of time. I think that as you get older, we start to like have these um, blinders on, you know, because we're looking forward and not necessarily always looking back. But I agree with Jim. I've um, visited college classrooms over the years. And I'm particularly over the last few years been in awe after I talked to younger people because of their understandings of the complexities of identity and um, maybe the things that we are still struggling with. They're already deep in it and they have the language for it. And that's why having intergenerational conversations is so important because we learn from them. They learn from us. But you think about as well, any time that there was a huge shift in history, young people were at the center of it. And that's because their, their eyes are wide open, they're eager to learn, and they have no fear. And so when I look at that, when I look at the younger generation, especially what Jim said, 15 to 24, I'm really inspired to keep going in my work. Mm. Uh, Tanya, before I let you go, uh, quickly, I know that uh, the focus here is on inclusion, right? Uh, Providing something for uh, groups of people who have been left out uh, of the mainstream. But I wonder what you think about 
the content that you have and how it might appeal to people who don't feel themselves excluded from Ann Landers or Dear Abby or the sort of uh, prototypical advice uh, spaces. Yeah, yeah, that's the beauty of the human experience, right, is that um, to be human, we all understand what that is. And so, so many of the topics we're taking on are rooted in like our 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 very unique experiences as people of color, but um, at the same time, we all can glean advice and resonance based on what we're talking about um, in each episode. Okay, Tanya Mosley, host of KQED's new podcast, Truth Be Told. It was really wonderful to have you here home with us in Detroit to talk about that work. Stephen, thank you for having me. It's been a great conversation. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and congratulations on the work. Thank you. Up next, we're going to talk with Marketplace Morning Report host David Brancaccio about his reporting on financial exploitation of aging Americans. Also, tune in tomorrow when we're going to talk about suburban life and the way it affects mental health. Stay with us on Detroit Today.